Want to make content creation easier, less time consuming, less energy sapping? Lots of tips coming up, including how to avoid the switching cost of social media. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this Marketing Focus podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, each month we focus on a different marketing method. Could be email, SEO, or as this month, social media. Each week, I interview a different marketing method expert to explore the latest advice on making that marketing method work for you. This month is all about organic social media. We've shared a lot to help you improve the impact of your posts and reduce the time it takes to manage it all already. And we've even more to come in this episode. Our vague topic, our overall topic is social content repurposing, which is a great way to save time and make the most of your effort. But just auto posting everything you post on Facebook to Insta obviously isn't going to cut it. So we get into all of that, all different ways of of repurposing, how you can do it, how you can do it efficiently, ways to do it, platforms and key tools you need to use. Plus, our guest has a wealth of social media knowledge. So we get into a lot of other stuff around content as well as time saving too. There's loads coming up. We're going to meet her in a second, but before we do, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for brands of all kinds and sizes. Whether you're an entrepreneur just starting out or you're part of a marketing team at a multinational brand, Clavio will give you everything you need to create memorable marketing moments, building customer relationships that keep shoppers coming back time and time again. Get started with a free account today. Visit clavio.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash Masterplan. Today, I'm chatting with organic social media expert Susan Moeller. Susan has been helping improve social media marketing for nearly 10 years. With experience across both B2B and B2C channels, she's got plenty of tips to share with us, not least because right now Susan works at Tailwind, and Tailwind is all about making social media marketing easier and bringing you better results. Hello, Susan. Hello, Chloe. I am so excited to talk with you today. <laughs> it's really fun to get to be on Keep Optimizing. Oh, thank you. It's good to have you here too. I've had um, I've had chats with, with people from Tailwind in the past and you guys always bring the goods. So I know this is going to be a top episode for our listeners. So how did you yourself get into the, the crazy old world of organic social? Right. It is a crazy old world, isn't it? So I think maybe I have a lot of overlap with... Um, with some of your other guests in that I was a freelancer and I was handling social media for clients in the finance and nonprofit worlds. It was exciting times where I would have to uh, write a tweet out and then fax it to someone. (laughs) I couldn't believe that we were doing social media via fax, but there you have it. Um, Yeah. So I started as a freelancer uh, working on social media accounts and then I began working for a startup up at the time called BuzzSumo. I was a contractor and then eventually the first employee there. And BuzzSumo was essentially, is essentially a content marketing intelligence tool that focuses on maximizing organic social media engagement with blog posts primarily. So as part of that, I did a lot of thinking and writing 
about what types of long form blog content perform best on social, which leads to what works best on social overall mm-hmm. and ultimately led to me being here at Tailwind. Very cool. I'm I'm still still just just the the crazy of signing off social media via a fax. Yeah. <laughs> It, it was crazy. And the timeframes were fax it to me and I will respond to you in five days. And I just said, I'm not sure Twitter is going to work out for you, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's no, much I, more of an immediate situation there. <laughs> yeah, that that is someone who needed to listen to the episode we did a couple of weeks ago with Maruna about streamlining your social media workflows, including the sign-off process. Um, (laughs) We shared some horror stories in that episode, but we got nowhere near fax machines. Um, Oh, it was bad. (laughs) Um, I did listen to that and I would seriously recommend that episode, especially for anyone who works in finance in any way or regulated industries. It's just, it seemed like she had some great solutions to recommend. Yeah, she's a a super clever lady. And um, yeah, we just shows how you can streamline whilst not removing the safeguards, which I know is something a lot of retailers, especially brand owners are worried about is that you give it to the intern and everything goes slightly crazy. But we're not here to talk about that, are we? We're here to talk about repurposing your content. So another way of a kind of streamlining your workflow to save time, to save effort. So as we are making more bang for your buck when it comes to social media. So why Susan is content repurposing something that should be within all of our social media plans, our strategies? Yeah, I love that question. And when I think about social media, I automatically think about repurposing probably because my beginning was in writing blog posts and they are a longer form version of social content. And I think when you begin working with things that are longer in nature and trying to present those on social media, you very quickly realize how much repurposing uh, you're going to be doing and should be doing. And so the question was, why should we repurpose? And I think that the answer is that content in whatever form we have needs to be presented in so many different ways. Um, If you think about an engagement ring or any kind of jewelry that someone gets, it's a wonderful investment piece that they have. And the first thing you do is you want to hold it up to the light and kind of twist it around a little bit and see how it looks from different angles. And so the content that we make about our business really needs to be treated in the same way. It's valuable. It has a lot of impact on being able to accomplish our business goals. And so highlighting it from different angles makes the most sense in the world to me. So I guess that brings us on into the different types of content repurposing. So we've got content on our website that we can repurpose for social media. That would be one type of content repurposing. I'm guessing also between social channels, can we do that as well? Absolutely. So, I mean, there's a caveat there, and I'm sure we'll circle back to this. Like, I don't think you want to take um, a static pin and try and like make it wiggle a little bit on TikTok. I don't know, though. <laughs> Maybe if you had the right the right sound, um, you could. Um, so, it needs to be done appropriately. You need to think about uh, which content can be repurposed into which um, channels. But I 
I think that any kind of content can be repurposed. I was experimenting with a landing page I, that we had created at Tailwind and thinking about how to repurpose that as an Instagram post. And I can do that. <laughs> you can repurpose product pages, any of your product images, any kind of imagery you own the rights to, any kind of video can be repurposed. And I think that not only can things that exist on the web outside of social media be brought into social in various ways, but you can um, you can shift between social media with your content as well, as long as you're remembering what's appropriate to this audience. And would it be fair to say it's also um, kind of possible to repurpose back onto the website, back onto the long form? When you take kind of, here's what we learn on social media, and then we turn that back into a blog post as such. Yeah, that is a great point and a wonderful idea. I think that as marketers, we need to be very good at identifying the signals that we're getting from our audience. You know, the first tenant, I guess, of marketing is who are you marketing to? And we start our marketing with that uh, definition of who we're marketing to. And then we need to be practicing that listening discipline. So content that is on social, that is performing well, can both give you intelligent ideas for what you need to do next on your blog, um, as well as be the foundation points for that content on your blog. Um, I think of, you know, you might go with questions. Say if you had done an Instagram live and you were getting questions, you might repurpose that to a blog post. Seven questions from this audience about this topic and then give those answers. And that's just one of the the smaller ways that, that I could think of off the top of my head. But yeah, you can definitely go from the small to the large. You can go from the large to the small. And ideally, we're doing both in just this infinite loop of, of learning and repurposing. And you mentioned the infinite loop there, because also, um, I think kind of straying into this is repurposing in terms of recycling. I suppose, because I think that's one of the biggest sins that people make is it's happened once. We're now going to never mention it again. Whereas we should be able to kind of tweak and re and reuse. I can, listeners, you can't see Susan. I can. And she is nodding so furiously right now. <laughs> um, it's clearly, clearly some good advice coming up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things, every business has limitations, right? We have limitations on our time. We have limitations on the money that we can spend. And for us at Tailwind, some of the things that we do are are really based on what I would call judicious recycling. We have in the past run Black Friday, Cyber Monday campaigns. And we don't necessarily do that every year, but the starting point for any given year's Black Friday, Cyber Monday campaign is the year before's content. Um, most of those emails can be reused. <laughs> uh, the graphics can be just tweaked a little bit. You definitely want to have someone make sure that you have changed all the dates and relevant <laughs> items. Um, but yeah, I guess I think about a case could be made that some very, very astute tailwind lover might recognize that email. But for most of us, I can't remember what I ate for dinner on Friday, and I certainly cannot remember the content of a brand's email related to an offer 360 days ago. Um, I'm assuming it would go out before the sale. That's not 365. Um, anyway. Uh, it is true, isn't it? It's like 
a lot of us will start a big campaign like Black Friday. We might look back at what channels worked well last year. We might look at the numbers, mm-hmm. but not often do we go, oh, actually, it's copy and paste. Copy and paste, change the date and it will all be okay. And and the, the biggest sin on this is when people have that, you know, they create a great Black Friday landing page and then each year they change the URL. It's like, please stop changing the URL. You're eroding all your SEO advice. But this is not an SEO episode and I'm about to get ranty. So... <laughs> Let's bring it back to this kind of core part of repurposing. And it's, it strikes me that the, the two key areas here is taking big content that we've created, repurposing it, it for our social, and then cross-platform repurposing. Mm-hmm. And I think the great thing about both of these is they tackle what a lot of retailers and e-commerce brands struggle with, which is creating content that isn't just sales-based you know, it's it's the the about us story, the history behind the products and all that kind of more juicy content, which we struggle to create and then we struggle to promote as well. So this can be a great way of kind of cutting through the constant offers, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, as a marketer for any kind of product or service, what you want to think about is in addition to the sale information. What main ideas do I want to embed in my audience's head about my brand? And thinking through those main ideas about yourself, your company, your product, what you offer to the consumer. Um, And then thinking, okay, with these seven main messages or three main messages? What are the ways that I can communicate it? I can be entertaining about it. I can be inspirational about it. I can share testimonials. Any of those things then can be divided and repurposed into the various. So I guess what I'm trying to get at is in addition to repurposing the content assets themselves, we need to make sure that we have repurposed the heck out of every idea that we have (laughs) um, that's working for us. And I think sometimes we chase the new and shiny before we've really exhausted the um, the high value ideas that that we know are working. So if we've got one of those high value areas, we've we've done it. We've gone right. We now have to write the blog on this, um, or the podcast episode on this, or you know, our long form piece of content, and that's done. That's published. That's live. What are our next steps to repurposing it? Because let, let's get kind of like practical now. How would you start? Because you've done a lot of these. Yeah. So let's take the case study as a case study. We'll be very meta. So say you you want to do case studies with your customers. I would suggest starting that with the highest time intensive, highest value content you can think of. For many people, that's going to be a video or an audio piece. Um, I go with video first because, you know, you got to get the camera, you got to get the makeup, you got to do the whole thing and overcome a lot of barriers. So begin with that video content. Okay. So now you have what I would think of as this treasure trove of assets that you can then repurpose in various ways. A blog post could follow from that very quickly, even with a simple transcript. Um, Take the transcript, clean it up a little bit, and use that as your blog post. I would then take quotes from that And I would begin to use those quotes in various ways. One of the things that we do at Tailwind is turn those into a short code that we can place on our blog as a a call to action. So any kind of quote from your case study can be used as a call to action on your blog. That same format actually works in our emails. So we can insert that 
uh, image with the quote into our email marketing. A collection of those can become a carousel post that we use on Instagram. And once you've done a couple of these, you can then begin to think about them topically and think, oh, so I've got a bunch of people who are talking about how they succeeded in the fashion industry. Well, then you kind of chunk all of those back together into a roundup blog post. (laughs) And then you can kind of repeat the process, breaking that down even further. It becomes like this whole, I think asset is a good word for it. It becomes this bulk maelstrom, this huge quantity of assets that you can use again and again and reformat and repurpose. And as you rightly point out, we are talking much, much wider than organic social here. You know, those quotes from the article, from the case study can be used as an Instagram story, as an Instagram post, as a Facebook post, as a Twitter post, as a I know LinkedIn, if you're using LinkedIn for your your e-commerce business, which I know a couple of you are. So it can be repurposed across all of that as well as just going out in the original piece of content. Yeah. And I would suggest that teams take a look at all of the the venues that you have that you could distribute something and just start with the ones that you have right now. If you're not on TikTok yet, you know, just take that off the list for now, but begin to think about all the places that you can access your audience and make a, a, ideally make a written checklist. So when you have a piece of content, train your mind, train your team to go through that list and ask, have I used this in this setting? Have I used that in this setting? Have I used this in this setting? Ideally, if you have a content plan and you have this list of how you can repurpose your assets, you're going to be overlaying the two and it's going to save you time as you create your your content marketing. Um, Because you'll have your assets, you'll know how you're going to repurpose them in these various channels. And then as soon as you have a slot open in that calendar, you're going to be able to take from that content that you're ready to repurpose and plug it right into your calendar. And this is one of those strategies where having a a scheduler is is kind of really important here because whilst we, you know, there's a lot of planning that goes into this, uh, there's a lot of getting things together and getting things ready. The point at which they're ready may not be the point at which they should go live. So what we really need to make the most of this is a tool we can use where we go, okay, we've got the content ready for this, but we don't want it live till next week. or We don't want it live for a month. Maybe if that blog post isn't going live for a month, but you're really, really well organized. And then that gives us the ability to obviously repeat it in the future as well. Would you say that's a a key part of this season is that we're not posting directly onto the platforms. We're doing it via a scheduling tool. Yeah. And I think I absolutely agree with that. I think a scheduling tool is essential. And I think it's essential for a couple of reasons. Some of them are the obvious that you don't necessarily want to, for the rest of your career as a social media marketer, be staying up until your audience is online and posting something at just that that very niche time that they love. But I think from an ROI and efficiency standpoint, something that we talk about a lot at Tailwind internally is the switching cost of moving from one item to another to another. So let's go back 
well, let me just elaborate on that a little bit more. What I mean is that if I'm really heads down on a piece of content and focused on that, and then I get interrupted to go to something else, it's going to cost me time to get back into that project. So when we're thinking about how we might break down a content asset and use it in various ways, I think the most efficient way to do that is when we are heads down in that project. And that's where a scheduling tool becomes incredibly valuable. You can do the case study in June, you know, the blog post runs in July, and then you are repurposing that to show up on social media when you have a thematic spot in your calendar for that. And so you can do the whole process and minimize switching content, switching contests, (laughs) switching costs by, uh, by having a scheduling tool that can handle that. And switching costs are such a big piece, especially when, you know, you don't want to do all the work on the blog post, do all the work on the article, and then three weeks later have to come up with some clever things to say on Insta about it. It's it's really hard because you're not in that space and you've missed the opportunity of all the clever stuff you were thinking when you were working on it in the first place. Exactly. I mean, and you can do that if you want to. You can write it down in Evernote or wherever you keep your notes and then you know, scurry back and forth and get it. Or <laughs> you can create that content while you're thinking about it and, and schedule it so that it's ready to go when you plan to share it on social. We're going to get a little bit tailwind specific here. <laughs> Let's um, do it. <laughs> because the other point I want to make is that, you know, I think many people will be familiar with Hootsuite as the scheduler because that's the one which was pretty much the only one that worked 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> there and There is now a huge choice, which means like every tool you have to find the one that works for you. And there are a plethora of kind of additional benefits that come over and above the pure scheduling piece. And I think, you know, you need to think about what strategies you're deploying and how you're doing it all um, in order to pick the right scheduling and, and also pick the scheduling tool that's great at the channel that's most important for you too. So I think that's that's for me. And, you know, we are here at Keep Optimizing, at e-commerce master plan, we are users of Tailwind um, for both our Instagram and our Pinterest. So this comes from a place of knowledge for me. Tailwind is is the one we've found that makes this whole repurposing piece, which is Everything we put out on social media is something repurposed here. Uh, <laughs> we are very bad at the non-repurposed, but very, very good at the repurposed. And the Tailwind platform makes that super, super easy for us because of the additional bells and whistles it brings into the piece. So I think it, it, my point is that everyone should really, really focus in on that. But I'm going to ask you, Susan, just kind of to, to be really clear for the audience on why the Tailwind platform is particularly good if this whole content repurposing thing is appealing to the audience? It was a very long-winded question. Apologies. <laughs> that is okay. Yeah. So I think, you know, Tailwind, like, our, our focus is really on helping very small businesses make a bigger impact on social. And one of the ways that we do that is by automating some of the more tedious tasks around organic social content creation. I mentioned earlier that if you're going to start with the big enchilada of content, the video, there are some barriers to doing that. You've got to get on camera. You've got to do all this stuff. 
I would say for e-commerce users that having product photos is one of those things. It's like you have to stage your photos. You have to create the right image, the right feel for the things that you're selling. So what Tailwind offers is a create function that will instantly take your product page, your product image, and repurpose that for all of your social media. So it's actually quite fun. <laughs> you, <laughs> you log into Tailwind and you drop a link to your website, your landing page, your blog post, your product page. You can upload an image. You can start with a YouTube thumbnail <laughs> and Tailwind will pull the images and drop them into various templates that you can play around with the templates. You can find one that you really like. And we do that for Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. So it's almost like content creation and repurposing at the same time. Because if you're going to uh, drop that link in, you can have posts for all three of those networks and do the scheduling right from that same interface. So it's a huge time saver. And I think it's a huge energy saver too, because one of the worries people have is how do I feed the image monster that is social media? <laughs> and so Tailwind will definitely help you keep those images coming um, yeah. in creative ways. One of the things I love best about that tool is that I get proper blank page breaks. You know, you, you have that blank page, the, the, the box that says, what do you want to say on Instagram today? What image are you going to put on Instagram at this point? I'm just like, oh, I, I've tried many ways of fixing it, but that blank page is like my biggest, biggest nightmare. So I like the fact that with this, this automation, bang, 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 there's a load of stuff for you to work with straight off. You might not like it all. You might rewrite all of it, but for me, it gets me past that blank page. And actually 90% of the time, it's very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> we have content plans too. So if you're really stuck, you could go in and access some of our content plans that will tell you exactly what kind of post you should fill that blank spot with. Yeah. Anything to help fill blank spots is speaking to me. But, um, but Susan, <laughs> we, are, we are shortly going to have to move into our, not have to, but want to move into our insider tip section. Before we do that, because mm -hmm. you have so much experience in social media, you're working with so many retailers right now via Tailwind. What are the kind of the key organic social things right now that you're seeing that are particularly interesting, exciting, or working particularly well for the, the retailers you're working with? Yeah, that's such a great question. So one thing that, um, that we're really excited about was an opportunity that Chloe, who was on the, the call with you, mm -hmm. had to sit down and learn a lot about the Instagram algorithm from our good friends at Instagram. And so it, their advice was to be very consistent in the times that you post on social media. And so that has been the thing that we're seeing is working. Our audience knows when we're going to show up. We post at those times. And uh, not only that, the algorithm knows <laughs> when you're going to show up and is able to promote your content more efficiently that way to your audience. So that's one of the things that is working really well. We're also really um, interested in following along over at the Pinterest business page to see what types of trends there. They publish a weekly trend report. And so keeping up with those is really important. We like to keep an eye on the colors that they suggest. On Pinterest are a little bit different as well because the schedule there is 
a little bit further ahead than most social media. So Pinterest is for planners and people who are planning are on Pinterest. And so right now, if you're using Pinterest, you want to begin thinking about your holiday content. You've got Thanksgiving, you've got the selection of winter holidays coming up. So those are the things that you want to be thinking about on Pinterest right now. We also noticed a very interesting thing that is trending on Pinterest, which is how to hide your routers. Who knew? So clearly, if you have a hot tip for hiding that pesky router, you're going to want to be developing content about that right now. Or in about a month's time. Why is my Wi-Fi signal got terrible? Exactly. (laughs) Because you hid your router behind a lead box. Um, (laughs) The inevitable follow-on from that particular (laughs) one. Um, But that's crazy. All of a sudden, people people hate their Wi-Fi routers. Bizarre. Um, (laughs) Thank you for those. They were properly top tips. And for anyone who's wondering who the other Chloe is, it was Chloe Bubert from Tailwind who came on the last time we covered social media to give us some phenomenal Instagram tips. And as Susan's just mentioned, she talks to Instagram. She gets the inside tips. And it was a really, really good episode, which is still very relevant right now. And that's episode 22 for anyone who wants to uh, to scroll back down through uh, the Keep Optimizing podcast and find it. But right now, we are going to pause for a reminder of our sponsors. And then we'll be talking about the wider world of organic social media. Success in 2021 means building stronger relationships with your customers. Last year saw a lot of consumers switching to buy online, leading to surges in new customer acquisition. So how are you planning on turning your new first-time buyers into profitable repeat customers? Well, that's what Clavio is for. Clavio helps businesses create memorable marketing moments through email, SMS, and personalized website experiences. And that is what creates repeat purchases. That's why Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform, is used by over 50,000 e-commerce brands around the world. Get started with your free account today. Visit clavio.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com slash masterplan. Okay, Susan, so far we've gone deep into social content repurposing in all its many myriad forms. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of organic social media. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with organic social media, which of course does include social content repurposing. Susan, are you ready? I think so. Let's let's <laughs> give it a go. <laughs> cool. Let's start with organic social media newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step with social media, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? Wow. I love this question. So here is my best advice. Remember that organic social can be used in many, many ways. You're likely drawn to organic social with a preset view of one way to use it. You might be coming there because you want to get more traffic for your blog or your website. You might be coming there because you want to build your community or you want to sell or you want to do some brand awareness things. So just be aware that when you come to organic social, you likely have a very laser focus on how to use it. Don't limit yourself by by sticking to a narrow one goal view. You want to be constantly asking what the greatest need for your business is, and then ask which social network is best able to provide that at a cost you can afford. 
are nice. Okay. Uh, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. Um, so what's your favorite way to improve social media performance? Well, I would say that this is a little bit more related to performance from social media. And I would say that is you want to work toward an owned audience. So this relates to my first answer, which was that you've got a a preset view of how to use social media, broaden your view of that, and learn to use social media to build an owned audience. And, And by that, I mean, you want to find a way to interact with people outside of one individual social channel. I think the gold standard is getting them on your email list. I think there's a case to be made that being able to connect with people in a myriad of social channels is probably as effective, but you don't ever want to be limited to only connecting with an audience in one social channel. Ideally, you've got their email. At the very least, you have a couple of other ways that you can reach those same people. Yeah, it can be a very risky place if you build that single pillar. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Try standing on one foot and see how much faster you fall over as opposed yeah. to standing on both of them or sitting in a four-legged chair or better yet, reclining on a very long couch. <laughs> I think I'm going a little too far with the analogy, but you get the idea. <laughs> I've just gone further with it in my own head, which is, of course, you're standing on that one foot, but that one foot could at any point decide it doesn't want to deal with you anymore and leave the room. So Exactly. Um, one very bulky foot is not a good uh, good foundation for your no, business. <laughs> it isn't. Right. Let, let's leave that um, analogy now. Yes, completely. let's do. We're going to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if someone listening wants to learn more about organic social media, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? Yeah, so I have a couple of ideas for you. Um, I am huge fans of Steve Chu from My Wife Quit Her Job. He and his business partner, Tony Anderson, have um, a new resource, a new website called ProfitableAudience.com. And it connects a lot of dots for organic social, blogging, and e-commerce focused on the idea of building an audience. So I would definitely check that out. I think I would encourage people to check out Smart Bio if you want to get um, get one provided by Tailwind, Master Plan. It's bit.ly backslash Master Plan Smart Bio. Uh, and what that allows you to do is create a mini landing page where you can help your audience connect with you on social, your newsletter, your website, your featured products. And I would think that even if you don't have a fully developed website, uh, you can start using SmartBio to build a link with people uh, via your social channels. And then if you're just getting started thinking about how to sell with social media, Tailwind has a super helpful class for beginners about selling on social media. And you can find that at bit.ly backslash master plan social selling. And it is a free resource that you can use to get up to speed on how to use Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook to sell on social media. Very cool. Three top recommendation resources there. Thank you very much, Susan. Finally, it's crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for in organic social media? Okay. Well, 
I like this question. I like to try and, and have a crystal ball in my mind. But don't forget, this is a little bit shorter term. Don't forget Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Okay, the biggest sale of the year and the time when everyone on the internet is looking for deals is coming up. If you're a little bit behind on your planning and you need some help with that, we've put together a Black Friday, Cyber Monday kit that you can access. Again, it's a bit.ly link master plan BFCM. So that's the short-term crystal ball. Um, the longer-term crystal ball is more entertainment. I was listening to the episode uh, with the crew from Shukatan. Shukatan, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Shukatan, yeah. Loved that episode. And they were bringing so much great advice about being on TikTok. And I think if you look at TikTok, you can spend a couple hours there and get a feel for what people are interested in on social media right now. And I would say that it is strongly entertaining. Even helpful stuff needs to be presented in a very entertaining way. Um, so this is my wild card prediction, which is even Pinterest, which is for planners and very very practical is going to see more entertainment oriented static pins being successful coming up very soon. Yeah, that episode, if anyone wants to listen to it, is episode 58. And Susan, I think you're quite right, which is even if getting on TikTok is not the right thing for your brand right now, watching what's happening on TikTok to get ahead of the curve on other social platforms is hugely beneficial because it's influencing both the, the the platforms to create new ways for us to post and the content that's going out in those platforms. So um, so some great advice and loads of resources there too. Thank you, Susan. Um, we are very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and Tailwind, please? Yes. Well, you can find Tailwind at tailwindapp.com. There's a special um, landing page just for listeners of this podcast. So that's tailwind.com app.com backslash master plan. We'd love to have you there. You can find me at LinkedIn, Susan C. Moeller, and you can also find me occasionally on Instagram, Susan C. Moeller. So just type that in and, and you'll find me in lots of different places. Excellent. Thank you, Susan. And anyone who goes to that special landing page, you'll find a special offer there as well. So not only can you try Tailwind for free, you're going to get a little bit of something too. But we'll let you go there to find out exactly what Don't that tell is. them about it because that would be not the right way to go about it. Yeah, well, you, you, we've, we've got to put some intrigue out there, guys. You know, give you, a, give you an extra reason to go and have a look. But um, Susan, thank you so much for being on the Keep Optimizing podcast today. It's been cool catching up with you and, uh, and all, going through all kinds of different ways we can, uh, can create ever better social media content. So thank you very much for coming on the show. I loved being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for just the great presentations that you have put together in this podcast. I've learned a ton. I've learned a ton from listening to them. So you're doing a great job and really happy to be here with you. Awesome. Thanks, Susan. Okay. So anyone who wants to find out more about Tailwind and this very special offer, uh, head to tailwindapp.com forward slash master plan. And just how many cool ways to repurpose content and to reuse content over time. I hope for those of you who are kind of, oh God, I don't know what to post, or this machine of social is just so hungry, this image crunching machine. Hopefully that's given you some ideas both to 
of what to talk about and how to, you know, use that longer form content you're creating, but also some ways to make it more efficient and to make you get more bang for your buck. You can get the links to everything we've discussed, plus the full transcript of the episode, important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com. There you can also sign up to our monthly Q&A webinar because as part of my mission to help you improve your social media, I've invited all our specialists from this month to give us their insights in a live Q&A session where you get to ask your questions. To join us for that, head to keepoptimizing.com where you'll find all the details and be able to sign up for free. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. Our whole set of episodes about organic social media is now live, filled with ways to both improve performance and lower your cost of delivery, aka the time you spend. So please do have a listen to them all. Make sure you tune in next Wednesday when we will be sharing our brand new 2021 Top Tips for Black Friday episode. I know how much you all loved it last year, so prepare to be wowed again by the amazing advice from our guest. It's definitely one you do not want to miss. And if you know someone who's busy prepping their Black Friday plans at the moment, then please do let them know they need to listen in. So that's live next Wednesday. It will be episode 66. Have a great week and make sure you listen next time so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.